Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jam. Gray Slide. Today's guest is a total professional. Skateboarder? Hell no. Architect. If you look at my first GNS board that he drew back in 1983, you'll see a very architectural graphic. Who knew that he would later become an architect? I certainly didn't. I don't think he did either. So I'm going to take full credit for his whole life. So if you ever come to my office, you need to go in my toilet and you can see a picture of me skating his quarter pipe on his side yard. It's one of my favorite, most iconic pictures of me ever skateboarding. I've known this guy since fifth grade. He was the best man in my wedding. Great friends with his family and his parents. Uh, he was good friends with my brother and I, our friend Rich Weston. We skated Irvine Skate Park everywhere around the neighborhood. We've had a great time. And I just wanted to bring him in here and talk with someone whose life has been heavily influenced by skateboarding and affected by people he knew that were skateboarders, like this loser named Jim Gray. So if you're ready to meet our next guest, Let's make this thing happen. All right, so here we are with, uh, this is uh, Believe in Skateboarding, and uh, this is your host, Jim Gray. Uh, and, uh, you know, we always start the show with the same question, and that is, I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Roland Salazar, a lifelong childhood friend of yours. <laughs> so Roland, Roland Salazar is one of my oldest skate buddies. Uh, we, I believe he moved to my elementary school in fifth grade. Correct. If I'm correct. Ethan Allen Elementary in Westminster. Uh, probably by the time, what, maybe seventh grade? You had a quarter pipe on your side yard? Was that what It grade? was probably, yeah, about seventh grade. We had a kid named Craig who had that that ramp that he couldn't keep anymore, so we shipped it to my house. We built another 24 inches, 36 inches of vertical because that's yep, what you yeah, wanted. Yeah, we had the extension. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I like that. I have, a, I have a classic picture to this day. There's one of my favorite pictures of me at like... 14 or so, 13, my 14, uh, tail tapping on your extension. So, uh, so yes, we rode the quarter pipe at Roland's house a lot. Uh, we rolled around the neighborhood. We traveled off to the Irvine Public Skate Park and other skate parks that we could. Um, and Roland actually drew the uh, the GNS Jim Gray graphic, the first one we ever used. Um, I uh, designed that in my bedroom, like in 10 or 15 minutes. It was kind of during the the 80s Devo age. It was very Devo-esque. Here's, here's the interesting thing that, uh, uh, Roll, what do you do for a living now? I'm an architect. Yeah, yeah. so if you see my first graphic and you see all those straight lines, um, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably, you know, probably make sense that this guy kind of like drawing uh, linear lines, which end up being bedrooms and bathrooms and balconies now. I do a lot of drawing for you in my life. Yes, you have, yes. He saved my ass a couple of years ago as, uh, uh, as we tried to build a new hair salon without permits and got caught by the city, so uh, Roland's stepped in and, uh, and and 
on the fly. Literally saved our life. Literally, because we were a weeks from opening, and Roland helped me get that through the city of Newport Beach. So I will always thank him for that. That's why I'm out. here making fun of him in a podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I haven't made fun of him yet, but don't worry. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get there. So... Um, Again, this, you know, the subject of this whole podcast is to talk to people that skate and what skateboarding's done for their lives. So, I mean, those early days, we, we had a great time. I mean, with you, me, my brother, Rich Weston, uh, we'd cruise to like the Irvine Public Skate Park and roll around those little snake runs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, those just, that was just us being kids having a good time. And obviously, I went on to be much more involved in skateboarding. Yeah. But... I think for everyone who was ever a skateboarder, it stays part of their life. So tell me, like, how does skateboarding, how does skateboarding factor into your life today? It, uh, it's funny. When we were kids, we used to skate when we all had free time. And uh, in skating around Newport Beach and Fountain Valley and all that area, uh, we were always finding new places to skate. And because your interest is so far greater, we were doing it more recreationally, and you were doing it, it was a way of life. So we were traveling all over the place to skate. And in that... In that journey, I look back and think of all the great places we skated, all the neat people we met, and we were just, and it's going to sound corny, we just were having some good, clean American fun. You know, we weren't wasted, we weren't drunk, we weren't doing drugs, we were just out skateboarding and just Well, we having had a few drinks time. on a Friday and Saturday night as well, we got older, yeah, but yeah, got, not, older. not It wasn't crazy. You're right. And I, unfortunately, I am a weird person in that sense, being one of the pro skater bars who probably parties the least. Exactly. Uh, but what has surprised me, I've met quite a few who also, That's that I would thing. have never known, but they were like my friend Klaus Grabke from Germany. Like, he's like, I've never had alcohol in my life. Like, really? Like, wow, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, partying's never been a big thing, uh, but we parted in our own way. Exactly. You, know? um, you, you and my brother in particular were more into music than I was. I went right. along for the ride. You know, uh, I remember we used to go to more things like 2020 and the Romantics and... Uh, uh, went to uh, see uh, Adam and the Ants. Adam, well, you went with my brother to Adam and the Ants. I mean, you were really into the Adam and the Ants. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to find a picture of you yeah. dressed up for Adam and the Ants and I'll maybe make you, you sing ant music. <laughs> and we're going to put that on the on the I'm going to on the podcast is going to be played on the network, and I'm going to also put it on YouTube, and I'll add a little video at the end. Perfect. Which will you know take some pictures of us. I'll show pictures of the graphics you did for me. But uh, but so now, so you're how old are you? I'm 56. 56, same age as I am. Uh, and actually, what, you're three months younger, I think, March, right? March, uh, March 1st. 1st. Yeah, so you're about two and a half, well, not even that, two, yeah, two, two, two months and a week younger than me. So exactly. I think you were the youngest person in our graduating class. And you were the second and youngest. I was the second, yeah. <laughs> so we were both 17, which was really weird they do that anymore. Now kids graduate and they're 19 and stuff, you know. I met a kid the other day who was 37. I'm just graduating. What happened? Did you get held back? No, they just didn't let me start until I was 29. But, you know, it's just <laughs> times have changed. <laughs> Um, but let's just talk about, like, how does skateboarding affect you now? Like, what do you, you think about it? Because in your daily life, you were a skateboarder. You know a guy who's really into skateboarding. Right. He's, he's a weirdo, and it was just intersected your life off and on, throwing curveballs at you when you least expect it. Um, it skateboarding has kept me young in, in that sense. I mean, I don't skate as regularly as you do. I mean, it's fun to watch you on Facebook, skating different places and meeting up with people from 30 years ago and skating and still doing everything you did. When we were twenty, and it oh, that's a good line. Thank you. All right, it was, I, I, it was awesome. I still, I carve and grind and giggle like uh, a little girl. Those are my. Three but tricks. it's fun to be able to have my skateboard from back in the eighties that I still own and still have the set of yo-yo wheels you gave me and the pine design board. It was a prototype, and a couple of GNS boards, and be able to skate with my son, who's now twenty. He'll be twenty-seven next week. Yeah, Duran is awesome. Yeah, and so. Uh, so that was your second round, up. watching your son grow up. Exactly, right? and watching him skate and coming to you and saying hey Jim my, my son's getting into skateboarding um, he's got some friends that are into it and he gave us some stickers and wheels and he was like a superstar 
and uh, it that's was, one of the coolest things about being a pro skateboarder is being able to spread some stoke along yeah. being able to help someone it's being a, able to you it's know. a tangible celebrity it's not someone that you can only see from a distance or from afar you'll see him in your backyard well it's weird I understand the celebrity part's weird because obviously I've signed autographs since that but I'm, and I'm no, but I'm no Tony Hawk you know what I mean right so right right I, I, so I get that you should uh, give Tony Hawk a ride I, to the skate well, park yeah, well whatever all those guys little kids <laughs> they were little kids because I'm uh, about four or five years older than Tony Hawk and Christian Soy and all those guys but, um, but yeah, so I understand the celebrity. It's a little weird for me, but, the, but like to give my nephews who are now in their, you know, probably right. pushing 40 and they have their families, and they'll still all show me that picture of them all holding three Jim Gray GNS boards up or something, or blockhead <laughs> boards, whatever. Uh, that really makes me happy, just knowing that you, yeah. you smile at someone's life. Actually, one of the coolest things is going that you, you laugh and you go, someone stepped on me all over the world, you know, someone, some, you know. And one of the really coolest things is that knowing that, like that board you made that you you did a graphic for that went on a GNS board. Let's ask him about that. How did that feel to have a have your art on a Gordon and Smith skateboard? That was a big deal back then. It was a big deal, and you know I looked at it in a very humble act, saying, "Hey, I'm just helping my friend out. I hope this works out." And then you calling up, "Hey, roll, check it out. My board just came in, the shape that you wanted and everything." And there was that sketch we made. You have the original sketch. Yeah, I do. Framed. It's framed in my office, and it was really silly and simple. But it was something they you, took the barcodes off, which pissed me off. Yeah, the barcodes were cool. cool. Oh, you were way ahead of your time with barcodes, okay? Because barcodes were like were like hoverboards, futuristic. We were like something we'd never seen. So, but for some reason, GNS and didn't like the barcodes. I'm like, wow, my you know this little sketch I did for my buddy is now on a skateboard. And then to see him doing a gray slide or a tail tap, and then you see the graphic in Skateboarding Magazine or Skateboarder. Um, was pretty super cool. No, that's awesome, man. And, and, I, and I, I'm stoked because I. That's awesome because it was a big brand. It was. It was yeah. I mean, the first time I got a box from them with five T-shirts in it, I thought like I was like, oh my god, king god of the universe. It's you know, like, yeah. you know, I get to wear a long sleeve Gordon and Smith shirt that you know I never had, but now I have one. And it came from them. But uh, so so consider this: that that graphic that you put on that skateboard was shipped to people all over the world. So there's kids in like islands and there's kids in like Europe and and, and in, in Asia and stuff like that who rode around on something that you drew. So and something you've done has touched the earth. And it's really funny is that I never ever really looked at it that way until the board came back out on its 40th year or 30 year yeah, anniversary. A couple years ago, yeah. And you say, hey, check out what we did with the graphics. And I'm like, wow. I said, wow, we did that in my bedroom, and you put that on, and then it really hit me that that's been around, that little simple sketch that yeah. I did for my buddy. It, it's in books. It's in books of skateboarding history. Magazine. And again, it doesn't matter that I wasn't Tony Hawk. It's just I was one of this small crew of guys. The 80s was the most influential time of skateboarding oh, totally. art and graphic history. Totally. So you have your graphic on one of those right. boards. I think that's really cool. we have a chance to look it over? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what, do you, what do you want? We're having lunch, by the way, podcast people. So you're listening. We're doing a podcast. This podcast is Gabe. Gabe. Say hi. Oh, yeah, we're at Red Robin, and Gabe, well, I don't know if we need to get a waiver or not, but we're just kidding. We're not going to ask you, so please don't sue us. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Rolls, what you having? I'm going to have your bacon cheeseburger. How would you like it cooked? Medium's fine. Medium, and then what kind of cheese? Uh, cheddar's good. Cheddar, fries for the side, okay? That works. Any dipping sauces? Um, what dipping sauces do you have? Uh, ranch, blue cheese, honey mustard, barbecue. I'll have ranch. Perfect. All right, I think I'm going to have a bonsai burger because I'm really sweet. I need, I need yeah, teriyaki with pineapple. Pineapple. You know. Um, um, how do you want that burger cooked? Uh, medium well. Medium well and then fries for the side, all right? Oh, uh, that sounds good. Dipping good. sauces? Uh, whatever that ranch and ketchup are fine. Perfect. So. Right on. I'll have that right out for you and then those stay on the table. Oh, okay, no problem. Thanks, Gabe. All right. Yeah.
Uh, okay, sorry, people out there. Sorry for the interruption, but you know these podcast thing. I'm not going to do any editing. I mean, come on, give me a break. It's I'm, real I'm, life. I'm way too lazy for that. We're talking. I'm putting it out there, and you're listening to it, whether you like it or not. So let's go back <laughs> to what we're talking about. So, and I think that's cool. What's one of the greatest things for me as a person, knowing from skateboards that I made, I made a couple million of them in my factory. Yeah, different brands, it. different things all over the world. Even stickers, like for Volcom. You know, they probably made it to every country on this earth. So knowing that some little Crazy. thing that was made in my factory is sitting on a freaking light pole in just about every country. I've seen them in, in Egypt and stuff That's like that. Cool. Like, that actually makes me feel cool. To feel that whatever no. little presence I had on this earth made its way out there across this earth. For and as, you were part of that, dude. I mean, For as on. big as this planet is, it's actually very, very small. And, and I look at it back and I think of it that way I'm like wow that, that's pretty incredible that's pretty cool yeah your mom made me sandwiches you know and <laughs> you I made out with your my sister house. in high school who didn't you know who didn't oh my god sorry Wanda we didn't meet that <laughs> we yet. love you no, we, yeah we love you a lot um, um and, uh, and your mom and dad were a great part of our, of our scene. We had very yeah. different households. My household was don't be there when dad gets home because grumpy mice doesn't want you there. And your household was everyone's welcome. Let's Come drag the ramp out and ride. So uh, so I hung out at your house a lot. It was funny because we had that ramp. And it was now everyone's worried about liability and everything else and all this craziness about getting sued. My dad said, if you guys get hurt, it's on you. Yeah, it's not, on you. No problems yourselves. Or, and that was it. Nobody ever got hurt. Nobody ever got... You got skin knees. Mom was there to give you back teen well, and a band-aid. It was the old-fashioned thing. They modernized those rules where like, you could have a baby and drop it off somewhere safely without getting in trouble. But back exactly. then, you took a skater and you threw him at the ER. Yeah. And then you said you never know how he got hurt. Because that so, was just, you, know, you avoided liability through... You know, before we drove, our parents took us to the hospital, and then when we were able to drive, we drove ourselves <laughs> to the hospital. We drove which I actually did last year when I hit my face, which you is were, really awesome. We were having dinner when you had your spleen issue, and so. we had to take you to the hospital. <laughs> we were having Mexican food in Santa Ana. <laughs> Remember? No, wait, we were at Studio Cafe in Corona del Mar. Uh, there's so many dang injuries, on my, dude. On, well, but out of my spleen, right? After my spleen, yes, there. we ate out, and, and, and then I was passing out at dinner time. And it was exactly, like, okay. and then we got to get you to the hospital. Um, yeah. God, life is crazy. But, uh, <laughs> but to so think I, all that stuff is around the world, I, I think of it now at this very moment, and I'm just like, wow. I didn't think of it back then. That, that wasn't even a thought in my mind. Like, this is going to do this, going to do that. It was like, hey, this is for your skateboard. This is cool, buddy. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. This is so killer. I hope, you, I hope you like it. This is great. And here we are, you know, 40 years later. And So what do you think about skateboarding? One of the things where I differ from a lot of the skateboard industry is they try to push that tricks are like everything, you know, that video, capturing on video, they yeah. really turned skateboarding into more of a, a thing about being a stunt person than a skateboarder. I mean, it's like, and, and I don't, when I think of us skateboarding as kids, I don't remember at all so much about the tricks we did. No, I remember how much fun we had, and, and it was all about enjoying the motion. Here's a, you know. I would agree with you, because I think we're old school in that regard. When we were skating, you were the better skater out of all of us, out of the four of us. And then Johnny, and then myself, and then Richard. But there was never a sense of, there was never such a jealousy or rivalry. We were just all having fun skating. Check this out. Do this. Try that. You know. Well, I felt that I was maybe fortunate. It came more naturally to me. Right. But it also didn't mean. But it never made me. I never looked at any of you guys as like you guys suck. I was mm-hmm. happy to see. However, this is what I love about skateboarding in general. However, you skated. If you were having fun, that's and you all that smiled, mattered. You want you. You, you, you were that won. guy. Yeah. You never you know, showed off. You uh, were never like, oh look what I can. And do I see a lot of kids that. now today. They tell their friend like, if he can't do a trick, he sucks. Or like, he yeah. shouldn't be. You know. And it's just like there's so much pressure on doing tricks, doing tricks. And I go, tricks aren't what's fun about skateboarding. Right. Riding your skateboard is what's fun about skateboarding. And Rolling. You know. The, the idealism that you just talked. I remember I, distinctly now. It just comes to mind when my son was learning to do ollies off the steps at his elementary school, and I came up, and uh, I, I was riding my. Jim's board that I, you know, he designed years ago, and he goes, "Your dad skates?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, my dad skates." I go, "I can't do some of the tricks you do, but this is what I can do." I did a little, 
you know, uh, wheel stop grind, and I did a little slide, you know, backslide, and things were like, whoa, my dad can't even stand on a skateboard, let alone, you know, so I was like the cool guy because I was a dad who skated, but the fact that I couldn't do the tricks they were doing, I, I, I set the mentality that, hey, you guys are supposed to be having fun. Yeah. You guys get hurt, take care of one another, and just don't do what you're not supposed to. Don't get in trouble kind of deal. Yeah. And it was, it, it was a cool thing to be able to pass on to my own kid. Yeah, because ultimately see. to me, and I think that's why I, 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 I'm one of the things I'm most proud of, I've been in the skateboard business, had my ass handed to me, lost right. pretty much everything I owned, you know, oh, yeah. while making skateboards. But I still love skateboarding. It's most never, of my competitors and a lot of the guys that grew up at the same time in my companies, most of them don't skate anymore. Uh, a lot of them did get rich selling, you know, selling their companies or like that, and that's fine. But you know what? I feel like I'm still winning in life because I go out and have fun and I smile. Your priority and, was uh, never what this world was asking of you. It was never part of the. It, you never did it for financial gain. You never did it to put the spotlight on yourself. You did it because you loved the sport. And what you loved about the sport was that it was something you could share with anybody and everybody. I remember watching you skate with little Brooke. You know, you're just grinding in the pool of Costa Mesa, and she's just hanging on while you're hanging on. People are like, he's crazy. But I never looked at that way. Like, Look at this. He's sharing what he loves to do with oh, his kids. Oh, and the smiles I got out of Brooke when I did a grind in a bowl with her standing on the board with me. Yeah. That was like the little biggest smile, giggle. The it was like there's thing. nothing better ever. So, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. So, what? like on a... On a how does skateboarding inf influence the world, do you think? How does it change as far as I think how the Wii perceives it? I think it's still a simple sport that anyone can do and take on to do. Um, it's unfortunate that now, because of uh, the liabilities and the lawyers that are taking over the world in that regard, that they're putting up stops that you can't skate on planners. Yeah, so you're an architect. Does that actually get discussed when you design property? Do people yes, just design always, stuff to avoid skateboarding? I always skateboarding? debunk it. Yeah. No. Oh, you say, do we need to put something like that? No, not really, because I think people are going to respect the architecture. And this uh, and that, knowing full well that some I kid's going to come and go, check this out. Okay, there was a ditch that was built in Irvine um, uh, a couple years ago. And I swear, I'm laughing. I go, someone just graduated freaking architecture, arch engineering school like that. And they, they built one for the team. Because exactly. they built a freaking skate park ditch. They <laughs> built a half circle that was like a half a mile going down a hill. I'm like, who in... God's green earth would not know in today's world that like if you don't put a channel down the middle or something like that you just built a freaking skate park and they did they ended up jackhammering the whole thing out and it was probably a multi-million dollar build and probably put a pipe instead or something like that because they built it on a, a graded you know step down right. where they built house tracks but you can't have uh, 500 kids climbing up the hill underneath someone's house to try to ride this ditch I mean but we just laughed because I go man someone had to have graduated school and been on the just team send that, you yeah, know what I mean exactly. because uh, he probably lost his job after they jackhammered it <laughs> like, see there again it, I think it, it shows the creativity of skaters what can we do how can we push the limits within the environment we live in and we were fortunate to grow up in an age where the environment was built for us hey Skatopia Concrete Wave yeah Fountain Valley Skate Park. Oh, that, that was, you know, what's crazy is we grew up and watched something that never existed before. And then and it was we got created ride, overnight. Yeah, and it grew really quick. And so that was such a, that was like a two or three year windows that those even existed. Yeah. And we got to thrive in that. Now, there are more skate parks in Orange County now probably than there was in California. You That's know, when we were crazy. kids. And there are, I helped get, it's called the Public Skate Park Development Guide uh, published. It was something I just worked on with the International Association of Skateboard Companies. And I'm really proud of that because there's 10,000 copies that spread across the world. There are thousands of skate parks in the U.S. now. And they're growing more every day. And it's fun to people see People are us. advocating for them. You and, know? It, and it's a place for people to skate. So, okay, you don't want to skate in your... Uh in your front of your, your restaurant or your shop, give me a place to do it. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'm a big advocate of that city, city manager 
you know, called me five, seven or eight years ago, or God, I guess we probably had not escaped right yet, 15 years ago, I guess. It was like, you know, how do we stop the kids from riding this fountain at, at you know, at this right. park? I go, here, you, you go to the other side of the park and you build them a little quarter pipe or something, and, t- and then they you tell them, it. if you ride this, I'm going to write you a ticket. If you ride that, I'm not. But giving them nothing, I go... One thing I can tell you from skateboarders is you're not going to stop us from skateboarding. Nope. We love skateboarding. Once you roll on the skateboard, it feels so good. No one's going to stop you. Okay, and, and if you tell us we can't, we're just going to keep doing it. But at the same point, being an adult and always maybe being a little more mature than a lot of people, I totally get the public side of it. Yeah, sure. You can't ride on someone's marble ledge out front of their $100 million building and think exactly. they're not going to get mad. Okay, so so right. I'm not going to ever argue with those people that are like, yeah, I, I, fuck you, skateboarding isn't a crime. I should be able to do it. Well, no, yeah, it is a crime. You're destroying someone's $50,000 bench. Well, you're but next to a how sign. about give them somewhere to go and then you tell them Agreed. you can't skate here, but you go there. Okay, so then it went so deep into the rebel mentality where skateboarders actually think it's their right to skate anything they want and it's sort of like this rebel thing and again I understand the society aspect of it it's like hell no it's not your right to skate wherever you want um, but then and I understand the skaters mentality of how it got there and it's always weird I've always been this guy straddling both both fences because I'm never well, anti-skateboarding but I also can't I will never argue with a skateboarder and say oh yeah you should have a right to do anything you want anywhere you know because society's mentality of like a surfer you're a surfer that's all you do you're, you're a surf bum nothing different from a skateboarder if you're a skateboarder you you know that's all you do right well, skateboarders skate- are bomb. I remember my dad thought you know I went to the skate park for practice you know I got sponsored and I'd go to skate Tokyo yeah, on a Monday yeah. night he was like oh you're gonna be like all those surf bums getting smoking smoking that marijuana stuff down by the beach your you know, dad like, was well, very stern yeah he was very stern uh, <laughs> and then later in life you know he always helped me do accounting and stuff like that at the company and he was like wow you know I, I bought a house that cost five times more than he ever did and you know and I think that was what took him to be impressed but I think it's because of his influence that you, you went to the business side of it as well not just the recreational side you went to the business side yeah. well I also think it has to do with how you're wired that's one thing I remember telling people remember Skip Cook lived there yeah. as a friend of mine I remember telling him like I'm going to grow up I'm going to do this I'm going to you know, get in real estate I'm going to do whatever and he'd be like what makes you think you can do that and I was like what makes you think I can't I mean exactly. like I, I guess I never really looked at it that way well a lot of people you know. put limitations on themselves you never did and the fact that because of your skating mentality there were no limitations you could you, I, I well, I'm that. still I stupid I fail at most everything we but all I, are. I fail fantastically you know, but see, um, you've also become successful fantastically. You've, you've walked both sides of the field. No, I've, I've actually, I could die tomorrow, and honestly, if I ever do, you play this back. The reality is, I've lived a better life than most people ever get to, right? I've got Agreed. to see most of the states in this country. Uh, I've, I've got to, you know, I've got I've paid for by somebody else, getting fed. I got to work in something that I enjoyed. So let's face it, you have to do work, right? So, But your job was... I went out and looked at a rack of skateboards being built and go, I'm shipping that to someone today. There's, I made a thousand skateboards in my factory today. It's like, how cool is that? Most people will never get to do that. Um, I consider myself truly, and I believe this, the luckiest man in skateboarding because I not only got to be that little kid who got sponsored, then I got to be a pro. Uh, and then I got to go on and make skateboards. I, I sold ads for a skateboard magazine. And then I went on to make skateboards. All these things, I go, wait, all of these are little different dreams for people. You know, yeah, I sold watches. I, 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 but it was all tied to skateboarding. Everything I've done has come from skateboarding. My, right. my, my company now, Ingenda, prints stickers. Most of them are for skate and surf companies. You know, um, and because I wrote for Gotcha, which was a big surf company, which was kind of like what a Volcom is today, uh, in the 80s, all those people that worked at those companies have moved off. They're all over the industry. They're at Billabong. They're at Von Zipper. They're wherever, and they're all my friends. So I print stickers yeah. for these guys and those guys in my, my business. It all funnels through skateboarding. But you also never, ever took that for granted, and you always made well, you've everyone got to work associated for it. with it. You've got to work for it. Of course you do, but everyone you've ever associated with, you still stay in contact with. I mean, your social... 
I know I have to call you and tell you you're an asshole at least once a year. And I'm like, exactly. because you're not an asshole. But I probably call you some other name. Uh, and uh, and I try to come to your office and do and do pull ups on the bars. That was funny. Successfully, unsuccessful. But uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, life life is good. So here we are, a couple a couple fifty six year old dudes yeah, talking and, about when we were thirteen or younger than that. You know, skateboarding uh, and how it's still such a part of our life. Because when you talk to me, you, skateboarding is part of it, right? But yeah. not if you don't talk about skateboarding. It's just that our history and life involved skateboarding, right? right? So that's part of our life. Part of you know, our life is as you became an adult, getting skateboards for your kids, meeting your kid, exactly. and stoking him out because he's you know he well, likes skateboarding. I mean, I came back to you say I want to do some skating, but I'm getting to an age where I just can't do it. Can I get a longboard? Well, yeah, of course, you know. And you got me a longboard, and you your strip your duct tape. Remember how to put it on? Yeah, I remember. You know, this and that. And um, so yeah, it has been an integral part of my life. Even when I'm not skating, I have to look at my board and say, I "Wonder how Jim's doing," because that's my association with you. And we've been friends a long time since fifth grade. And wow, that just that just blows me away. And how I know it is. And I'm really when I look up on my wall every day, I see the. Uh, uh, a graphic hanging on the wall that you did for and me in like 19, I think 83 that board came out. It came out in 83. So, you know, right. uh, and I, like I said, I have that original piece of art hung up there Sealed. and it, it means a lot to me and it means That's a lot cool. to other people because they saw it. You know, it doesn't matter whether they were your fan or whatever. Everyone in right. that era looked at all the graphics. So just knowing anybody that did it or anything, I mean, you, you makes, it makes you intertwined with skateboarding. It blows me you away. Know? It really, really uh, does. And I started, oh yes, I started my list of people to interview for this podcast and I came up to about 130 people, you know, and I haven't really, I sat with my friend Fish and talked and I started talking like, who have I skated with? Oh, this guy is the manager for Metallica. He, you know, I skated right. with him once and I texted him, hey, would you be on my podcast? He's going, I'd be stoked. You know, I'm sure. like, cool, I have this long list. But you're not even on that list because the list started from skateboard, from the industry, more or less, right. the pro skateboarders. Right. And then like, we're literally talking about going to lunch today. I'm like, wait a second, Roland drew my first graphic. <laughs> he was one of my first skateboarders that I skateboarded with in the neighborhood. That's right. And, and, and again, my podcast isn't to say like, Roland Salazar, famous skateboarder. No, it's like a man who skateboards, whose skateboards has affected his life, who's gone on to do other things. I mean, you're exactly. an architect. I mean, literally, you saved my ass a couple years ago when you <laughs> drew the plumbing diagrams and the stuff to get through the city. Um, ADA issues you know, that were going to pay for $10,000. That still pissed me off. That it cost me $400 for a damn <laughs> waiver like, that was like, no way they couldn't waive it. Better than 6500 you know, No, I know, but still. <laughs> um, so, so this is what skateboarders do. Skateboarders, as people are tenacious, hardworking, fighting people. Skateboarders, the awesome thing, the fun thing about doing this podcast is going to be you are going to hear from people that do everything. Plumbers, doctors, real estate agents. I mean, to debunk all the, the things that skateboarders all become worthless. I'll, inter I'll interview a couple of worthless skateboarders too. You know, it's like, hey, dude, you're worthless. But, you know, actually I'll tell you all that you're worthless. But, no, I probably won't. You know, maybe I'll talk about a few of the worthless skateboarders. Bingo. There is a small percentage of skateboarders that stir up trouble, cause problems, you know, whatever to get to get attention for themselves. So there can be a there's a little black cloud that hangs over skateboarding. But dude, most skateboarders I know are amazing dudes, family guys, open right. their homes, build ramps, right. share with the neighborhood, have parties, and they're just the thing they care about is they skateboard. That's that's our bond. You know, exactly. what I mean? and they go off. This guy's a blue collar dude who freaking swings a hammer all day. This guy's a white collar guy working in the stock market. This guy's an architect. This guy's a real estate agent. I mean, that's skateboarding. But put on a pair of shorts, some sneakers, and grab a board and go out and have some fun. Except you can't put shorts on. You have to wear pants. You have to be to be a cool skateboarder. You wear pants. I, I still wear shorts, so I'll never be a cool I skateboarder. I can't 
I can't play golf in pants. Yeah, I, I can't dude, skateboard. I can pants. hardly wear pants. Like, you have pants on probably today. I couldn't I wear, wear pants them every day. I wear because they're socially mandated by my profession. One, of, one of the reasons I work for myself and make no money and starve shorts. and just sit here eating Red Robin burgers with my friends talking on a microphone two is because one. I can wear shorts. Two, two for one. one. Yeah, I got a coupon this morning. That's why two we're here. One. We're old. I'm gonna post that on the YouTube <laughs> thing too. It's a Red Robin coupon. Buy two. Two for one. I know, man. Which we're you know. We're saving. All right. Well, we're, we just uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this was Roland Salazar, my buddy. Jimmy, thank you yeah. so much for having me out, and this has been a really good time. I, I'm awesome. I hope you will share this with your friends, and you'll Absolutely. say, "Mom and Dad, Mom and Dad, I talked with Jim Gray, and, and Herman and Minnie will just like, go, <laughs> oh, is he still around? You know, um, yes, he is, and he's doing great. And uh, we're now doing a podcast on his professional endeavors." And this, and this podcast is really going to be officially over right now. You know why? Because our food is being served. I mean, we got kitchen steak fries. What's your bottomless? We could eat as many steak and fries as, as we want. want. I have a figure yeah. to maintain. Um, so. Cumulatively, we are 16 ounces overweight. And uh, <laughs> we are going to work on this uh, until uh, maybe we get two pounds overweight. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See Thanks, Jimmy. Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.